This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Just chill. Yeah, come on. It's Friday, 27th of Jan. You got Izzy Kempe for breakfast. SCNZ to bring you all things sport for the next three hours. Hope you're having a beautiful morning wherever you are in the country. Let us know, double eight, double three. I want to know where many of our listeners are. We've got the OGs. We've got the originals. I know who you are. I know there's many of you out there that are sitting there with uh, your radios on or your app. You've downloaded the SEN app and you're listening and you're tuning in. Love to hear from you. Uh, Temper Bedpost text machine, double eight, double three. A good morning to the team there in Tamaki, Makoto, Auckland. Joey Bow, Joey B, he's got a bit of a swagger on this morning. And then you got Neeps uh, bringing you all the big tunes for our Friday morning. Fun Friday, in fact. You got Aroha keeping you up to date with what's going on in the world and around the country. And then you got Louis Herman Watt in the house. Alongside the one and only Kempi, who's decided to wear a T-shirt today. Morning to you, Kempi. <laughs> Morena, my boy. Morena. Yeah, it's. I tell you what, the weather's packed in today. It uh, packed in yesterday afternoon. The winds were getting up. They're talking about closing down, as you heard with Aroha there, closing down the Harbour Bridge this morning. Uh, yeah, not not very nice driving into to Mahi today, boat. It was um, wet, windy, and the rain's back. Who who go figure? More rain. <laughs> Well, in saying that, we had a probably it's a big statement, but probably one of the best days we've had down in in Christchurch. Twenty eight degrees, no wind, and uh, went out for lunch yesterday in town in a place uh, right in the city, Riverside Market, and it was buzzing. There mm. was a vibe. People were out and about enjoying lunch, enjoying the weather, and it's amazing what a bit of sunshine can do for everyone's morale. So the weather was beautiful yesterday. I've got up this morning. The stars are shining, and uh, we're in for another cracker day uh, down here, Kempi. So I, I feel for you, but not too much. Not too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mate. Well, it's going around, and it's sort of, uh, yep. The South Island's really, you know, enjoying the enjoying the sun. I guess um, while we're suffering up here in in Tamaki. Um, but mate, that's a, that's what it is. I still think that February is going to be a, a very well. I'm hoping, I'm hoping. I'm yeah. You know, we have we've had some very good summers, uh, I reckon, over the last five years. And this one here is yep. a little bit wet. Uh, as I'm looking at the t- TV at the moment, the blokes walking around with ankle deep rain. But who knows? Um, is he lots of lots of good weather coming? Hopefully, 
and uh, this rain, mate, it can go seriously. You just you're just getting into it and thinking, yep, it's nice, and all of a sudden, <laughs> mate, where'd it come from? Blows yeah, in the from North somewhere. Island's been North Island's been hit, Kempi, isn't it, over mm. the last month or so? And I was up, obviously, up in, in Gisborne, and it just rained constantly, and it's so un, unlike the North. The North's always sunny and and hot, and and the summer ahead, but yeah, it's interesting to see the weather patterns at the moment. So, uh, yeah, down south, beautiful. Going to head away this weekend with the whanau. Went in yesterday, Kempi. Went in yesterday to uh, Burnsco, a local boat shop here, and I bought my son some, and my daughter, but she's adamant, I won't do it till I'm five, Dad. I bought them some learner skis, mm. some learner skis. So if you, you know anything about water skiing, there are, there are two skis, and they're attached together so they don't do the splits and the legs don't uh, go apart and, and ruin themselves. So we're going to take them to a beautiful part of the world down here, on the west coast, Lake Brunner, and uh, we're going to go there for the weekend and, and take the kids and, and create memories, which was a part of my wish list Camping? at the start of the week. Uh, no, no, well, Daisy actually met a, a beautiful family that's got a batch there, so we just go there and rent the batch out for a weekend. We, we did it last year. Um, once we did it once last year. This year, if the weather's right, we might just shoot over. It's only like two hours twenty, yeah, uh, inland, and just head over. And, and it's twenty eight degrees tomorrow there as well. Blue skies. It's wow. going to be stinking hot. So we've packed everything up, and um, yeah, can't wait. Can't wait to just shoot off and enjoy our first weekend away after a big week back on the airways. The message has come through. I'll. Get to that right now. Morning, lads. We might see you later at Rugby Park, Izzy. We have some crew there now running with Webby, and that is from our good friend Tim. I'll see you there, Tim. I'll finish the, on the airways at 9, and then my cousin will leave at about 10, and then I'll shoot in there, and I'll, uh, I'll waddle, waddle my big bum around that Rugby Park <laughs> in Melbourne Park and, and do my lap for, for the cause. But yeah, just on that, if you can, text Crusaders to 3547. Raising money for Child Cancer Foundation. Um, they're outstanding. I love what they do. They did it. They raised a lot of cash last year. And hopefully today, I missed it. I rang Webby yesterday, and we're going to get him on the airways and just see how things are tracking. But if you're able, uh, text the donation. We had Richie Moonga, who was a big advocate for uh, Child Cancer Foundation. We had him on the show yesterday. And if you missed that, head over to the SEN app and have a listen to that podcast. You will not be disappointed. He's a bloody champion, old Richie, Richie Moe. But today, Kempi, big show ahead. What have we got coming up on the show today? Oh, mate, we've got plenty uh, happening today. Uh, we're talking to your good mate um, who's going to come on and talk a little bit about the cricket. Baz, how's how good? I was looking doing some work this morning, Izzy, about um, just talking about Baz. You know, he's been back on holiday. He's uh, obviously he's had a, a decent Group 1 winner on Boxing Day. Um the bugger got us there in that one. Um, but, yep, we'll be talking to Baz uh, early on uh, uh, this that morning. One. That's coming on, yep. And we're also going to go and talk a little bit of NFL. How good, eh? We've got the finals coming up. The 49ers, uh, I don't know whether your mate Mahomes is going to come good with that high ankle sprain. You had one of those? I've had a wee high ankle sprain. Yeah, they're, they're gnarly, but a lot of strapping involved these days and rehab and a lot of things you can kind of get rid of the pain with. Um, you hate you hate talking about, it, but you know, certain medications or 
or just a wee uh, cortisone injection. They're just relieving the pain. Well, I don't recommend it because it kind of um, hides the, the cause, and then once it wears off, it's it's horrendous pain. Mm, it so, is. They're, they're tough yeah. injuries to get through. So we're going to talk NFL. Wayne Box Miller, the host of Cincinnati Bengals from the radio network. He's coming on just after seven. Um, so it'll be great talking to him. And of course, we've got the sales. We've sent you out a, a horse that I'm really interested in um, at the sales. Uh, she's sensational, who's a half to Alf, Almir uh, Cinerama up uh, with a with a, a nice-looking mare. Hey, Louis. Um, nice-looking filly coming through. So Mark Chittick out of Waikato Studs coming in. Uh, I think they've only... Doing some doing some reading this morning. They're they're real big at the at the at the sales, aren't they? Waikato stud, yeah. There's no one bigger really. Uh, over the last mm. decade, they've um, dominated with Savabil. Uh, this year, it's very interesting because you remember the first time we spoke to Mark Chittick on ECNZ, going back 18 months, he was talking about the price they paid for Super Seth, their mm. new their new sire, and he won uh, the Caulfield Guineas, which is a stallion making race in Australia. Flew from the heavens. And they paid big bucks for him to get him on their roster, and his yearlings are going through. And they've given him all the broodmare support you could ever want, and they've got the firepower to do that. So it's a massive year for Waikato Stud, and they're great people. They are as synonymous with the racing industry in New Zealand as you could expect. So, yeah, looking yep. forward so to he's ca- Mark. He's coming on just before 8 o'clock, Mark Chinnit, to talk about Super Seth. Uh, Androsson, he's got Savabil, Ocean Park, Tavachi as, as well. So he got plenty going on. And then after 8 o'clock, of course, mate, our good mate Baz is coming on. Uh, Paulie Mawadi, he's joining us too, is on Fun Friday. And we've got, like you said, the boys in the back pumping out the tunes. Joey, he's wearing his Michigan. Is that a Michigan top, Joey? Come on, talk to us. Yeah, it's my yeah, girlfriend's hoodie. Happy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Isn't it? It's your girlfriend's hoodie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. It's meant to be the other way, Joey. I know. It's meant to be they wear your hoodies when they're a bit cold and, you know, the oversized hoodie when they're just in their jammies and a little bit chilly and you're wearing your girlfriend's hoodie. Yeah, I've got too much stains on mine, actually. I don't have any hoodies <laughs> left. I've had to throw them all out. Last year was a terrible year. I've, I literally got rid of four hoodies, yeah. Stains? Stains, okay, yeah. Interesting. <laughs> oh, no, interesting. No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, good. Hey, uh, just quickly, Joe, uh, update. Good week. In love, yeah. Just, oh, boys. <laughs> love, love, love. Oh, so good, man. I'm proud of you. I can't, just, just smiling. The energy, the vibe I'm getting from you every morning. It's beautiful. It's beautiful to see. And just quickly, Louis, I'll just shoot back to you. Yesterday, big racing day. Hastings, I rang you up and uh, said, what are you up to? Oh, just doing a bit of work and a wee punt. And uh, the punt was obviously taking place at Hastings. We had Whiskey Neat getting pipped. Come in second place, obviously, Paulie Mwari, I'm all over you, mate, talking our punters into Whiskey Neat, and it gets pipped at the line. And then, obviously, Diva Dynasty, a uh, tough draw. You you said to me yesterday, tough draw, had to go wide and work extremely hard. But then you talked to me about another one, Jacquino, mm. over in Australia, $2.10, baby, a little wee double up. How good. Yeah, Jackano. Uh, somehow I ended up needing Jackano to save my day as well. So, that's, <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so after doing some tidy work, I unraveled a wee bit. Uh, I missed the quaddy, and I would have had plenty of it as well. I missed the quaddy in the first leg, and I had all the roughies in the, the third, second, third, and fourth legs. I would have had plenty of it, but I missed the first, and it just kind of sent me on a bit of an unraveling. 
Um, but Jack and O, Jack and O, a cult to follow through autumn. Remember the name. Mm. He is the real deal. He's a winner. He will be winning big Australian Group Ones this autumn. I promised you that. And the king, Charlie. He, yes. He, he's talked about wanting to downscale his late mother's racing stable, but Chalkstream won the Australia Day Cup at Warwick Farm yesterday for, I think it was Warwick Farm, wasn't it, uh, for the royal family in the royal colours, Her Majesty's, late Majesty's colours, and Chris Waller had this horse down here. They've been trying to get it to win for a wee while now. It's just always there about knocking on the door. Then it's got out of form and it's romped home yesterday. So the Australia Day Cup won by the Royal Colours. So there you go. Congratulations, yeah, for- Charlie. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, I forgot about that. Um, it was Australian Day, Australia Day yesterday until I rang you up, actually, and you reminded me and then started seeing a bit more on the social. So if you're over in Australia, I hope you had a good day, obviously, celebrating the indigenous people, uh, everyone that's a part of Australia on a, on a big old day. Uh, but just quickly, lads, uh, Kempi, sailing. I don't know if you've seen this new news, mm. but Hamish Bond, Hamish Bond has um, been doing a lot of testing uh, to be a part of the America's Cups, Cup defence in Barcelona. And uh, this is just a real sign that you can't just be, you know, you're one-dimensional when you're playing. They're really looking for athletes with big tickers. And uh, doing the re- I was reading about it, and he said the hardest testing he's ever had to do. And that says a lot for the challenges he had to face in rowing, mate. It's the hardest testing he's ever do, mate. Awesome to see Hamish Bond alongside some absolute champions. Dougal Allen, double coast-to-coast winner. And mountain and road cyclist Louis Crosby. So, changing the guard, going to see more of Hamish Bond. Oh, it, it is, isn't it? You, I read that um, that uh, piece about him and how he did his testing remotely. So his wife's in, mm. uh, going through university in America as uh, I think um, an orthopedic surgeon, and he's had to stay home and look after the kids. So he's done his training at home, mate, while looking after three kids to get mm. ready for the America's Cup. And reading the article, he's uh, it's the the brains the brains behind it have gone like, let's get the guys with the biggest hearts and the biggest motors to jump on these bikes, you know what I mean? And get the get these boats going at hundred miles an hour. And who better to have than Hamish mate? Like, seriously, the guy's got the biggest ticker. Mm. You know, knows how to win. Um, won a gold medal obviously in the in the eight and Ryan in the last Olympics. So um, good on him. He say, what did he say? He said uh, there's still there's still life in the old dog. You know, there's so still life in the old dog. Kempi, obviously it's done with cycling now, so they've gone from the original OG grinding days, which I think you'd be a, an awesome grinder with those shoulders. <laughs> but they, <laughs> what are your legs? Stand up, mate. Show, show us your quads. On, are mate. they looking Can't any good? Yeah, yeah they're, they're, not too, they're not too bad, mate. Look, have a look. Ooh, okay, okay. You wouldn't uh, when you sit down. You probably look like a better sailor. Uh, to be completely honest, <laughs> but, are, you allowed to sit down, just... are you allowed to sit down in those boats and grind? <laughs> no, you sit down and pedal and pedal, pedal, pedal for half an hour efforts. That was the testing uh, that was involved. Half an hour high intensity max what heart rate show. That, just mate? go full oh. tat. Get yourself in a dark hole and just go. Nuts, and that's what they've had to do uh, in this testing. So it's awesome to see. And just on that, that was a perfect little lead into this.
Can't wait question of the day. Yeah, it was. And I just was a simple question, really. Does the inclusion of non-sailing athletes boost your interest in the America's Cup? Double eight, double three, or 0800 150 811. Think back to Rob Waddell. Remember Rob Waddell coming out of his mm. rowing career? And I think he was involved, maybe he was definitely involved at San Fran. He might have been involved in the, mm. the, the uh, cycle before that as well. So we have seen this from time to time. Dougal Allen was the interesting one for me because there's not too many New Zealanders with bigger engines than Dougal. He has got yeah. ticker. <laughs> So they look, they, they are not, and, and then you think back to, I actually ran into this guy. I ran into Simon Van Velthoven uh, a few weekends back and just had a chat with him. He's still involved, and he transitioned from being on the bike to getting into the boat, which was pretty crazy when they had the cyclers. But now he's actually ended up doing quite a bit of sailing himself, um, and he's you know still the firepower. I think yeah. it's interesting, and for me it genuinely does bo- bo- boost the interest in the America's Cup. Because I'm curious, and I always lets my mind wander, well, who would be the ultimate? And I think Hamish Bond would be the ultimate. He's probably the biggest engine going around, Dougal Allen. I always mm. thought if Sonny B. Williams could trim down enough, he could be in... I don't know what he's like on, on the sea, but he is a guy with big ticker. <laughs> no good! And big, and big, big, big arms. Um, but you can't go past Hamish Bond. So it's a simple question, is he? Does the inclusion of non-sailing mm. athletes boost your interest in the America's Cup? I love it. I absolutely love it. And I'd love to hear from you in the Temper Bed Post text machine, double eight double three, or give us a call. Oh eight hundred one five oh eight eleven. Um hey, yeah, it's great. It's great to profile uh sport of sailing and obviously that tough news they had to take out the fence the defence back over to Barcelona, but with this inclusion, does it excite you? Love to hear from you. You're listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. Thanks to the Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrance. Yes, it's Friday and we're full of energy. We love a Friday as we head into our big weekend with Afano and friends and watching more sport. Tennis is taking place and uh, the women's final has been cemented. You've got Victoria Azarenka going down to Ribikina and uh, you've got a uh, women's final that has been set with world number five taking place uh, this well, it took place yesterday, last night, and straight sets. I've just eluded me. My mind's gone. Who's the other one? Set Rebelinka and Seva. What's her name? What's her name, Kimpy? Oh, lost mate, my, I'm lost my mind. Lost my mind. Savalinka. Savalinka. That's our new head of estimate. Savalinka taking on Rebekina, the battle of the Belarusians and the Russians. And uh, they're still holding firm on the flag Very situation. Colourful. Very colourful, Very Rebekina. Um, mm. and the and the uniforms that they're wearing, you know, at the <laughs> hey, I just just to let you know too, as I had a look at that uh, tennis, you know, that that Netflix thing, Curios, mm. mate. If you haven't Champion, watched that, mate. if you haven't watched that program, do yourself a favour. Seriously, get an insight. Um, well put together, that program, well put together. Yeah. Yeah, if you're, t- if you're not a tennis fan, that'll make you a tennis fan. Anyway, I got a little bit distracted there. We're going to come back to our can't wait question of the day, and it, it's the inclusion of non-sailing athletes. Does it boost your interest in the America's Cup, Kimpy? What's your answer, bud? Well, look, I, I had a thought about it in the break, and we've actually got a really good cyclist um, in the production team and, and our mate there, Neeps. So, Neeps, I'm going to ask you to answer the question, what do you reckon, mate? You've been there, so tell us what these guys can bring um, as cyclists to a boat. Well, yeah, I, I remember 
when Simon Van Veldhoven jumped from the from the track over to the boat, and that was massive for cycling. Uh, massive for cycling because we could jump into another sport. Usually, it's not a sport that you can easily cross code. It's usually just cycling is cycling. You go mountain biking, but now there's the inclusion of sailing as well. And when when Simon jumped over, I started watching America's Cup as well. So, I think it's really good. Yeah, love it, love it, and it's got me thinking, Kimpy. It's got me thinking. We've been a part of some pretty special teams over our time, and you get a a first-hand look at some of these players, these athletes, the high performers, the the really the guys that can really dig deep and go to that dark place for long periods of time. And I've got a couple of names here that I think could potentially go well in the Americas. So I don't know about the sailing sense. They'll have to learn a lot about the sailing side of things. But I look at first names that spring to mind. Geordie Barrett. He's just got a big heart, big ticker. He is tough, and he won't give in. And we're all competitors. We want to be the best at what we do. So I can see Geordie Barrett transitioning. Richie McCaw. I spoke to Neeps off air, uh, yes, a couple of days ago about the Watt bike. So we do a lot of Watt bike sessions. I saw them doing their testing with Kim, who's actually a part of the All Blacks outfit as well. He helps alongside Nick Gill when the All Blacks are doing testing. Um, and I've seen we used to do these things, uh, 21K. Uh, reps on the watt bike, so you get you gotta do one k rep twenty times, and um, so you get on there and you gotta hold it at about one minute fifteen. So you're lugging, you are pushing. So you do one rep, minute off, and you do that twenty times, and you're trying to hold one fifteen uh, for for the for every rep. And uh, Richie McCall, when I sat next to him was doing that every single time. Mine might have went 116, 115, 120 for a wee, wee lap, a wee rep, and then back to 116, 115. But he held it every single time. So I can see Richie McCall getting on that boat and just digging deep. And then another guy who I just cannot for the love of me understand why he loves going to this dark place. It's Adam Whitelock. You remember what? You know, the Whitelock's very, very special family. Well, Adam. He's the only one that hasn't kicked on and, and played for, for the ABs, but he is probably the one that's got the biggest heart, the biggest ticker. Adam Whitelock will get up at four in the morning and run. I've seen something last year. I think he ran around Hagley Park for about 14 hours, and I was like, why? He's like, oh, I just wanted to. <laughs> I was like, wow, you are a special, special man. <laughs> This is Nick Forrest. <laughs> Forrest, mate. He just works extremely hard. He's just very, very gifted, talented, and loves that dark place. So those are three athletes I could potentially see going for, but I'm all for it. Really makes for an interesting America's Cup. And uh, I can see more happening in the future. The high-performance uh, athletes being a part of America's Cup and Team New Zealand. Lovely question there, Louis. Uh, we're going to shoot off, and uh, we'll come back with Louis' headlines. But before then... Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota, building a shape in New Zealand. SENZ 27 minutes away from 7 a.m. this morning. couple of sports headlines to crack you into your weekend. That Bunnings trade, helping business, is our trade. We're here to make your job easy because of just that. Now, as Izzy said, the tennis, well, it's all go. And we have our final set for the women's Grand Slam, first Grand Slam of the year, Sabalenka versus Rybakina, and Sabalenka, well, this is how she finished it off. Sabalenka serves out wide, backhand return from Lynette, sits up for the forehand for Sabalenka, the off-ball hand is put away for a winner, and Arena Sabalenka 
is breaking new grounds. The first time that she will be in a slam final. Outstanding effort. Uh, back to the basketball, and the Breakers have managed to stop their slide and actually string a couple together. 99-71 last night over Brizzy in Brizzy. So they've pumped them. Jarrell Brantley, 22 points. Barry Brown Jr., 14 Derek Pardon putting 17 on the sheet as well. So the Breakers are still on a chance for that second spot. And we've been talking sailing. So how's this? I know we've been loving the SailGP and we've got a a great partnership with the SailGP team. We're right behind them. Well, it's not simple for them because you'll remember at Singapore, after they won the event, their boat was actually struck by lightning. And it created some serious issues. They weren't sure how big the issues were. Well, they're worse than first thought because the boat's now not going to Sydney straight away. It has to come back to Walkworth for some testing, a full inspection and repair. Blair Chuke has said that they've realised the damage on Omokura is significant and quite quickly they discovered that the electronics on board were fried a lot of the hydraulics were also especially the titanium parts were also fried so these boats are worth a sickening amount of money like we're talking more than your richest racehorse at the Caracas (laughs) sales of course and if you had to put together your (laughs) your top five of things you don't want to get struck by lightning I reckon a sailboat with lots of metal (laughs) and titanium would be one Oh wow, that's gonna that's a horrendous thing to uh, impact this uh, team New Zealand sailing team. Um, look, I think they got two, they got two boats. Hey, eh? they always have the uh, second boat, a Plan B there. But is it up to scratch like the the main nah, boat? No, no, they need to sail this one. Yeah, they need. To, I'm pretty oh. sure they need to race with this one. So they've got to get it back here, do all of the investigation. So they build all the boats up at Walkworth there. Um, and that's actually they're building that they take a long time to build because these this they're like right bending on the edge of technology. So, um, that here's this that's going to be a, this is another quote. It's going to be a relatively compressed schedule to do all this. A full electronic refit, hydraulic refit, and new components and parts in order to get the boat down to Littleton for sailing. So it's fried it. Yeah, it doesn't sound good, does it? Doesn't sound good at all. No good. No good. But no doubt they'll get it sorted and uh, it's going to be a hell of an event down here. Littleton Harbour, beautiful part of the world and the team will be right amongst the action. Good work, Louis. Love that little headlines with yourself. Uh, but just quickly, we were talking about Richie McCall earlier on and Kempe <laughs> said to me on the, on the WhatsApp, he said, mate, I'd hate to be training next to Richie. Well, yes, it's a bit like that, Kempe. It's a bit like that. I remember the story. Well, when you're when you're away from the All Blacks, you're away from Super Rugby. You're in off season or, or in between Test matches. You get running blocks to to fulfil uh, during the week. Well, I thought it'd be a good idea to go and do a couple of running blocks with uh, the one and only Andy Ellis, fit as anything, and the one and only Richie McCaw and little old Izzy Dag. Anyway, we're down at Malvern Park doing our repeated speeds, our one fifties, our down and ups, plenty, no rest. Anyway. Richie's way out in front, just leading the way. I'm just trying to hang on to his coattails, get a wee lift, or just get in his draft right behind him, just keeping up with the big man. And uh, we were just going through this grueling session. Got it done anyway, completed it. We are having a camp in Christchurch a couple of days later. We get into a meeting, and Steve gets up, and Steve's like, oh, 
Hey, how's your um, pre-season? How was your little week off, lads? Did you get out there and do some running? And I was like, hey, we will complete Well, I had some pundit come up to me the other day. He said, mate, what a captain. What a captain. I seen Richie running by himself <laughs> at Melvin Park. And if you can't follow him, you got no chance. And me and Andy are sitting there going, well, we're there too. We're there. Did he see us? No, there was no collection. Uh, there was no reference of Israel Dag and Andrew Ellis. It was just all Richie. Richie was running by himself, and I'm like, "Hey, who's that far out in front?" But I'm sitting there going, "We were there too, Shag. Give us a little pat on the back as well." But mate, he is an absolute freak, and you can just understand the dark places he goes to. He's lost so much weight now. He loves. You got to be special when you go into a god zone. You don't know what the God zone is. Go have a wee look. You're just running for seven days straight, no sleep, trying to complete this race. And the last time out, they didn't complete it because Rob Nickel, the Rugby Players Association boss, got a bit um, sick and a bit crooked, so they had to get evacuated. But Richie McCall, he's a special, special man, Kempi. Mm. I'm just trying to think of anyone that that could sort of emulate him in rugby league. Um, you'd be really surprised at this. One bloke that I think... We're just talking runner, not not physical, okay? Would be Benji Marshall. Mm. Like Benji, I don't know if you've seen Benji train. Mate, he's a freak on the running. You know, I've, I, and I used to watch him and go, mate, you're way out in front. You know, when he was doing the Broncos and stuff like that, he was, mm. you know, when you're talking about that type of thing, how far out in front he is, I think Benji might be able to stick with him. I remember the Auckland boys when he came in and played with the Blues and they were doing the training, the up and downs and all that sort of stuff. They were going, can't believe how far in front Benji is. <laughs> it's that league mentality. It's same with Sonny. I remember talking to Sonny when he came back. He said, mate, this is easy. Imagine making a tackle, having to do a shuttle 10, 10 metres back and then come up and make another tackle and you're in the middles and you're just back and forward shuttles. They breed them tough there in league, Kempio. Don't get me wrong. That, that, that is a high-intensity game. Obviously, it's pretty stop-start for for most of it, but when the ball's in play and you're on defence, there is nothing harder. I wouldn't know, but I've heard stories about it. But coming up, we've got Quizzy Dag. We have $50 TAB bonus bet up for grabs, so now give us a call. 0800-150-811 to take on the quiz master on this funky Friday. Get our tyre phone line. Call it. Where are we? It's Quizzy Dag on SENZ Word. It's Quizzy Dag on SENZ Word. It's Quizzy Dag on SENZ Word. It's Quizzy Dag, 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 Dag. Oh, you thought you did a Z and can't be. But the questions stress you out, yay. The quiz master is getting busy. But Uncle's Clues would give you gout. Think you can beat them, try your luck. Losing, they're gonna call you chump. TAB bonus bets, they're on us. TAB, 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 Quizzy Dag and TAB bonus bets. Don't ask Google all your slay jays. It's Quizzy Dag on SENZ Word. It's Quizzy Dag. Oh, we went that weekend. It's Quizzy Dag on SENZ Word. Oh, SENZ Word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 
Quizzy Friday. You know what it is. Good vibes, good energy, and Joe's got a singlet on. <laughs> That's a tattoo, surely. <laughs> and he's, he's pumping his chest. What is that, a Mavericks? Yeah, it's a Mavericks shirt. My brother got it for Christmas. It, was, it came a month late in the mail, but hey, uh, it's a thought that counts. Any sun shining or... What, on my body? <laughs> no. It's just out there, like, is it? No, sun up? No, it hasn't oh, been no, that no, sunny no, at no. all. I'm just getting the guns out because I feel good about myself. <laughs> <laughs> feel good, mate. You're on a heater at the moment. Love it. Absolutely love it, Joey. Good to see that confidence beaming out of you. We're going to talk to Brett. Brett, you're up first. Brett from Huntley for the first time this week. How you doing, Brettie? Surviving there, Cuzzy. Welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, yeah, thanks, mate. You have a good summer, good break. Oh, yeah, uh, one, or, one or two too many power pies up in the far north, bro. <laughs> power pies, whereabouts, mate? I'm gonna go try these. I love power pies, they're a long way up, man. Ho Horta, Ooh, Ho Horta, way 40, up. 40 minutes north of Kaitaia. Yeah, I oh. took the kids up to the lighthouse for a look. Oh, beautiful! Oh, what? I've never been when past. Um, <laughs> I've never been past Fungalay, hey, but <laughs> yeah, nice. Wait, when? Um, yeah, I want to go for a hire a camp van and head up north and, and go do it. But let's rip into it, mate. Good luck. Fifty dollars TRB bonus bet. Hopefully, coming your way. Question number one: Joe Burrow and the Bengals are close to another Super Bowl final. What university did Joe Burrow play for? LSU? LSU, Louisiana State University. Bang, I thought that would be a toughie to get it full rolling, but no, Brett's all over it. Miami Dolphins, well. That's not Alabama. Miami Dolphins, unlucky. Here we go, question number two. Dan Hooker has been booked for fight at UFC 285 against 10 ranked, number 10 ranked lightweight Jalen Turner, named one of the fighters headlining UFC 285. Nah, I don't know, bro. Have a good weekend. Hey, a <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Love his honesty. He doesn't know he's going to shoot off before having a stab. Well, we'll go to his little, his cousin, Ed from Tolliga. How you going, Ed? Oh, I'm saying, <laughs> Have a guess. I'll give you a clue. The goat. Stacy's cuz. Richie McCall. <laughs> Richie McCall. It's <laughs> correct, Ed, from Tonga. Have a good day, mate. Oh, you'll crack up every time. Brinson. How you going, butter? Tim. How you going? Yep. Very good. Have a go. Yeah, good, mate. Are you at Rugby Park yet? No, 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 no. I've, uh, I've been dropping my daughter off to cheerleading this morning, cheerleading camp. But uh, we'll be going down there probably after Smoko. Beautiful, mate. We'll see you there. Question number two. Dan Hooker has been booked to fight in the UFC 285 against number 10 ranked lightweight Jalen Turner. Name one of the fighters headlining UFC 285. John Jones versus Cyril Gaines. John Jones. He's back. The big man. Heavyweight. How good. Question number three. Which former Kiwi Olympian has joined Team New Zealand for their defence of the America's Cup in Barcelona? That would be Hamish Bond. Hamish Bond is correct. 
Oh, you get this one. What park are the Crusaders doing laps of today in order to raise money for Child Cancer Foundation? Melbourne Park. Beautiful. Question number five. Who rides favourite? Lady man. Ladies man in the Wellington Cup. Oh, uh, can I get a clue on that one, Kempi? Pays the bills. Uh, oh, um... What's his name? Three. Not, uh, two. Oh, I'll just say Opie Bottom because I can't <laughs> uh, Opie is incorrect. Sorry, Tim. Have a good day, mate. See you shortly. Brad from Dunedin. Morning. Happy Friday, boys. Yeah, happy Friday. Friday. Has he timed it to perfection? We will see. Who rides favourite ladies' man in the Wellington Cup? Uh, going off the clue, is it uh, Craig Grills? Pays the bills. Craig, Craig Grills pays the bills is correct. Brad from... Isn't that two this week, Brad? Uh, I'm sure. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> are you on, ladies' man, Brad? Are you on, ladies' man? Are you, is that where you're going? Who are you going in the Wellington Cup? Could, could be the omen there. Might have to. Well... Why don't you stay tuned? Why don't you stay tuned, Brad? Because Louis Herman Watt might give you a little lead in. We've got our Love Racing update coming through. Well, coming up. Well done, Brad. Have a good day, mate. Yes, welcome back. It's uh, coming up to 7 a.m. here on Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. We're going to have a little Love Racing update. Maybe you can lead the punters into a wee little punt there, Louis Herman. What would he got, bud? Yeah, well, the Grand Tour moves to Trentham, doesn't it, uh, for Wellington Cup Day. Great card. Both... But wet. Sorry? But wet. Yeah, 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 it is. I've just done the, the looked at the weather forecast. Tonight in Wellington from about 7pm, they're going to cop, what's that, close to 40 mils of rain, no more actually. It's going to be hectic all the way through until about 9am tomorrow morning if you trust the forecast. I suspect it'll be a heavy track. It'll at least be in the soft sort of 8 range, soft 7, um, which means be careful when you're doing your form. Now, I, w- I would traditionally say maybe wait before you have a bet, but no deductions at tab.co.nz. So I would say if you can find a wet track horse that you know know is not going to be scratched in a field where there are tra- horses that will want dry tracks, there will be scratchings. There will be horses that won't be getting on the float tomorrow morning, especially from the, uh, well, maybe even today from the kind of central Waikato region. So I've found one that I think will, I've only had one bet, full disclosure so far. I've only had the one bet. And I think we've got one that's over the odds and will start closer to $4. Best seller deserves to be favourite in race number six, New Zealand Bloodstock Desert Gold Stakes. This is a great race last year. La Creek won this race, streeted them. She deserves to be favourite. She has heavy and soft track form. She's got the legato form. But there's a horse called Mazzolino. And we're going to talk to Mark Chiddick from Waikato Stud. This would be a very, very timely pedigree update uh, for, well, Savvy doesn't really need it. Posey, I mean, he, they do such a good job anyway. But Mazzolino, barrier 10, mm. by race 6. They'll probably be becoming wide by then already. Trentham's had a lot of racing. It's very laney, Trentham. $6.52.40 each way all day, especially that place money, $2.40. I suspect on jump time you'd probably be getting somewhere around $1.70 uh, for that place. That's my guess, my prediction. But you want to be backing horses that have wet track form and use that no deductions the TAB have running.
Beautiful. Best seller, Sam Spratt. How good. Mazzolino Race 6. Best seller. Yep, got on that one last start. So there you go. Bang. Look forward to it. Well done. Hopefully Louis can lead you into a wee win over the weekend. Coming up, we're going to be talking some NFL with host Wayne Box Miller. He's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Yes, welcome back, Izzy and Kempi, for breakfast on SCNZ. It's just past 7 a.m. We love you tuning in, talking all things sport. We've got a big hour ahead. We're going to be talking some NFL. We're going to chat to Mark Chittick from Waikato Stud as they head into a big couple of days at the Karaka Sales. And our team, Louis Kempi, will be there to bring you all the action. How good, lads? You looking forward to that? Oh, 100%. Yeah, man. I'm uh, looking at the book. Talking to Al today, I'm going to give him a call just to see how he went yesterday up there and what he's got his eyes on. But, mate, good day out there. I hope the, I hope the sun's out. Seriously. Yeah, I hope the sun's out and the sun is shining and everyone's got their wallets out to boot as well because there's going to be plenty of horses to choose from. Plenty to get you. Hopefully, the next group one win a double eight, double three on the Temper Bed Post text machine. Give us a message throughout the morning. And uh, if even better, give us a call, 0800-150-811 on the Kennard's Hire phone line. Love to hear your voices. And then after eight, you got to remember, the one and only Baz, the old skip, now the boss of England test team, McCullum, will be joining the show. And he's just recently become a Group 1 winner with Defibrillate. So hopefully we can get a, an update on what's next for the Group 1 winner. Oh, he's a lucky bugger, isn't he? Group 1 has taken a lot of effort, a lot of money and a lot of time to get that beloved Group 1 win. The black type, as they call it. He's finally got it, so we'll get an update. And you remember, England are facing the Black Caps here for a test series coming up shortly. And he's going to be based down in Queenstown. So no doubt he'll be playing plenty of golf, sipping on some nice red wine, getting ready to take on our beloved Black Caps. Well, it's time to talk some NFL. Cincinnati Bengals, in fact. Well, well, well. It's nearly February, which means it's nearly Super Bowl time, right? First, we need our Super Bowl teams on Monday, and we will just get that. Just that. Can Jalen Hurts and Philly pop Brock Purdy's 49ers balloon? And can Limping Mahomes lift the Chiefs past ice-cool Joey Burrow and red-hot Bengals? Wow. You don't have to say, they've named it Burrowhead Stadium, Kempi. They've named it Burrowhead Stadium, so hopefully they can get the job done. Well, let's find out from a man who should have a fair idea. Wayne Box Miller is the pre-game, half-time and post-game host at Cincinnati Bengals Radio Network, and he's seen Joey Cool just keep winning over and over. He's with us now. Wayne, how you doing? Hey, my man. How you guys doing? Very, very good. Thank you so much for joining us, mate. Burrowhead Stadium, what do you reckon? <laughs> Everything is good, man. You know, we're all getting ready for Sunday, and uh, Joe is still as cool as cool can get. Oh, mate, he's everything, all the signs are shining. He does, what, is he, what is it about him? What is it about him, Wayne, that it just makes him such a cool guy? Like, he never gets flustered. He's just a real calm, cool cat. Yes, his DNA, man. I, I think that, you know, when 
the cool line was there. There was only two or three people in line, and he was one of them. And the rest of us got in the line that we we're adversely affected by things. So, um, you know, it's it's really interesting that he is a guy that seems to be able to navigate turbulent waters and not be affected by them to the point that even if the game is on the line or he's basically needing one play, one throw, one action, he just comes up with a way to do it. Mate, do you feel like the Bengals are the favourites going into this game, given their record um, against the Chiefs? I'll say that again, I'm sorry. Do you think the Bengals are favourites, given given their record against the Chiefs? Well, you have to think if you beat somebody three times in a row that you would be the favourite. I know at one point, right after the Bengals won, the Chiefs were a one-point favourite, then it flipped back to the Bengals, now it's back to the Chiefs. Um, you know, they've won three games by a total of nine points. But the bigger thing for me is that in the fourth quarter of each of those games, Joe Burrow has found a way to win. The Bengals defense has found a way to confuse or to uh, disrupt Patrick Mahomes. So I think that if this game comes down to the fourth quarter again, the Bengals defense seems to have a way to stymie Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow has that unexplicable way of just being who he needs to be to win the game. Mate, apart from Jamar Chase and uh, Joey Burrows, what, why the sudden resurgence of the Bengals? The um, I'm sorry, my my phone is coming. You said besides Burrow and Chase, what was the question? What what do you, what do you? Th- pinpoint the sudden resurgence from the Cincinnati Bengals apart from those two influential players? I I think it's just the type of players that Zach Taylor has drafted and the free agents they've signed. They all are on the same page and it's very hard to do. I think that to a player, everyone said this is the best locker room that they've ever been in. Even the coaches say that. There's just a chemistry, a mutual respect for each other that is beyond explanation. I see it Every time I'm in the locker room, I mean, they, they you'll see linebackers hanging out with running backs and defensive ends hanging out with wide receivers. It just doesn't matter to them. They like being around each other, and I think it translates well on the field uh, when it's time to play that everybody holds each other accountable. Everybody wants to do well for each other, and that resurgence can be traced back to Zach Taylor saying, I want to draft guys who are leaders, who are captains, co-captains, who uh, fit the team concept, and it plays out every Sunday. The Bengals have seemingly benefited a lot from having a great quarter pack on a cheap uh, rookie contract. When he inevitably signs that big extension, and I'm, I'm expecting it's going to be huge money, do you worry that you might not be able to afford those key pieces around him? They're going to have to figure it out. And I think if you look at what Patrick Mahomes did in Kansas City, He signed a big contract, but then there was room to adjust the contract, to renegotiate a little bit, to create that cap room. But you can't have Joe Burrow, at least in my opinion, you got to have Chase and Boyd and, you know, Higgins, and you got to have weapons. Uh, You got Joe Mixon, Samaj P. Ryan. They are blessed to have a good arsenal of weapons, but uh, you're going to have to keep them. You may not be able to keep everybody, but. Uh, you certainly know that if for nothing else, Chase and Burrow 
are the faces of the franchise. I got to believe you're going to keep T Higgins as well. Um, and Tyler Boyd, his contract is not that heavy. He's been a veteran, so there's going to be a league minimum there. But uh, you would like to think that they could probably keep the three of them. But I think that means on the defense side of the ball, you may have to lose a couple of players. I hope not Jesse Bates. I think he and Von Bell anchor the back end of that defense. They both have four interceptions this year. Uh, playing outstanding football. So those are the big decisions that you and I don't get paid to make. So we'll just watch and see what happens. <laughs> hey, Wayne, yeah, looking looking so. at the NFC Championship game, do you think the 49ers are capable of slowing Jalen Hurts and that potent uh, Eagles offense down? No. I, I, I think it's going to be fun to watch. Uh, I just think Jalen Hurts, man, the, the, the what makes him so dangerous is that he can beat you with his arms and his legs. And so, as you guys know, in football, American football, when the play breaks down, uh, if you have a mobile quarterback, that becomes another runner. Uh, they run a lot of plays by design where he carries the ball. But I think what what happens with him, unless they have a spy on him, a linebacker that's going to keep an eye on him, and even then he's so fast and elusive that if you miss a tackle, it could be a big play. So I, I just don't see it happening. I think that uh, the bigger issue will be the Eagles' defense against Brock Purdy. I think that's the question is can he play in a, in a manner that will give them a chance because, you know, the West Coast offense is a lot of short passes and, and then turning those into big plays. So uh, Debo Samuel is the guy I'd be more concerned about uh, if I'm the Eagles, but – as far as stopping Jalen Hurst, I just don't think anybody's done it yet. Mate, the story of Brock Purdy, uh, you know, 261st draft in the NFL, the unknown. Tell us, uh, in your in your eyes, the, the story of Brock Purdy and what have you seen from him this year to, to see that he could potentially go on and be a star quarterback in the NFL? Well, I watched him in college at Iowa State. And so a lot of what he's doing is not a surprise to me. I think the bigger issue is he waited, and while he was waiting, he was getting prepared. And and I think so many players in college, high school pros, if you're second or third string, you tend to not uh, have the mindset of a starter. But I remember Jeff Blake, who played with the Cincinnati Bengals. He was a third string quarterback. You got two guys hurt in Cleveland. They come back home against the Dallas Cowboys. They said the Bengals were going to get annihilated, and he literally single-handedly almost beat the Dallas Cowboys. But his mindset was, he said, I always went into the week as if I was going to start because he knew that you were basically one, two injuries away from that happening. So I think Brock Purdy is probably that same thing. Think about it. When Jimmy Garoppolo goes down or uh, gets hurt and then, you know, they have the other kid up there, and he goes down, then Garoppolo comes back, and he goes. He's seen injuries happen at the quarterback position. So I would say if you have 10% wisdom in your brain, you got to believe, man, with the injuries happening around this team, I better be ready. And I think he sees the opportunity. What will be interesting is who starts next year when everybody's healthy. Yeah, I was going to ask you that question. Like, What do they do now seeing Brock Purdy and what he's been able to do with his team? Does that – leave Jimmy G in a difficult situation, awkward? Well, yeah, I think Jimmy G would be the odd man out. I think the other quarterback would be there. I think what happens is you look at Jimmy G's salary, and the first thing becomes, is that expendable? 
because, you know, if that is expendable, then you save some cap money, which, again, as we were talking about with the uh, uh, Bengals and their cap issues, you got to think about the fact that they could use that money elsewhere because they've got some good defensive players that they want to keep uh, continuity-wise. And so if they can get him out of the way, um, but they tried to trade him last year and they just wasn't getting any activity. So uh, they may be able to just outright cut him and be done with it. Oh, we're going to swing back to your team, the Bengals. And Joey Burrow, we spoke about it earlier. He's going to sign an extended contract when he comes off his rookie contract. We know the numbers, 500-odd million that Patty Mahomes signed for the Chiefs over the 10-year deal. Can you see some sort of numbers around that figure, maybe potentially for Joey Burrow? Oh, absolutely. I, I think that it's safe to say people now look at Joe Burrow as one of the top five quarterbacks in the NFL. I don't think anybody can argue that. Some may say top three. I think what he's done in the short time he's been in the league, uh, taking the Bengals to the Super Bowl, winning more playoff games in a two-year period, back-to-back AFC North championships, and making one big play after another, he is going to command a salary that is commensurate with the top five quarterbacks in the NFL. So Joe Burrow is going to get paid, but it, it also goes back to your question earlier, you know, at what expense, what, what has to happen? Where do you sacrifice dollars somewhere else on the field to get him what he deserves, quite frankly, because you can build a team around him. And you think about when Jamar Chase went out, and Trent Irwin came in, and he throws the deep ball to Trent Irwin on a nice play. Or, you know, somebody else goes out, uh, T. Higgins sits out, they put somebody else in. He will get the ball where it needs to go. So if you've got him, you've got a chance. But you, you can't ignore the fact that he is worth every penny that his agent and he will probably ask for. Oh, one of my favourite NFL players is the character that is Chad Ochocinco, and obviously he's a Bengals legend. So I uh, love what he's about, Wayne. Uh, we appreciate you coming on the show. Four teams left. Four teams left. Who wins it? Take your Bengals hat off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually thinking that it is a collision course between the Bengals and the Eagles. And I think a lot of people in Cincinnati don't want to see the 49ers because we've lost to the 49ers on the last play or the last minute of two Super Bowls. We just don't want to see them again. Me personally, I'd love to play them again and just put the whole thing to bed. Put the whole thing to bed. Patty Mahomes. Patty Mahomes. He's got a high ankle sprain. Will he be limited? They will shoot him up with more stuff than... The law allows, so I, I think <laughs> I, I don't even think he'll know he has an ankle when that game starts. Uh, but it'll be throbbing on Wednesday or Thursday after that game. I can tell you for sure. But I, I, I just think that he's going to play. He's a gutsy kid, man. I don't know if you guys saw the game against Jacksonville, and you know he throws a touchdown and he can't hardly stand on his leg, and the linemen are you know holding him up, and this guy is a competitor. I think he showed people that, you know, whatever you think of him, just no one thing, uh, you're going to have to drag him off that field. And so I anticipate him playing well. I tell you what I think will probably happen that I'm going to play close attention to is that they may try to run the ball. 
I heard that Clyde Edwards Hilaire may be back, and then you've got Pacheco, who is running the ball extremely well. If they could run the ball effectively in this game to create third and manageable, third and short, where he doesn't have to drop back and hold the ball for a long time, it's going to take a lot of pressure off of him having to scramble and come up with the play of third and 13, third and nine, things of that nature, where there's less pressure and more uh, less demand on him making lateral move. You know, that ankle, you can move up and back. Mm. It's when you start to move lateral that that, that ankle sprain becomes more of a uh, prominent distraction. So if they can run the ball and try to establish the run, get third, short, third, and manageable, where he can just drop back and dump the ball off, I think that puts them in a better position. Well, it makes for an entertaining playoff, Swain Box-Miller, the host of the Cincinnati Bengals Radio Network. We appreciate your time this morning, mate. Thank you so much, and uh, good luck for the next couple of weeks. Hey, man, I appreciate you guys for having me on, and uh, let's let's get it. <laughs> let's get it. Well, let's hope you don't face the 49ers. But, hey, he wants to put that to bed, Kimpy. Oh, I love NFL. I was very lucky enough to go to the Super Bowl, and I can understand why they're so patriotic about their teams. The following, the the Army Jets, the fighter jets flying above with the C-130s, the Army presence. Oh, it's just so good. Yeah, it's a big, it's a big event, eh? Just, uh, mm. I, I, I was lucky enough to go to a couple of games too over in the states and and watch exactly what the what the event is like. So not a Super Bowl, but um, yeah, Patrick Mahomes can they can they get that? Job done over the Bengals. Uh, Jalen Hurt, Brock Purdy. The the story about Brock Purdy, last pick in the draft. Um, unbelievable, mate. Imagine what. What do you reckon? What do you reckon his uh, his salary would be like at the moment, and what it would go to? Oh, it'd be horrible salary right now. <laughs> it'd be it'd be uh, tiddlywinks. Be nothing. Be a couple of pennies, I reckon. But. If he continues, this makes a tough time for them. They've got to make a decision whether Jimmy G is their man or Brock Purdy is going to continue on. They've got, you know, they've got a few riches there in, in the quarterback position, a few options that they can choose from, but they can't carry both. Brock, Brock Purdy's salary is probably about, um, well, as you'd be able to tell me, but I reckon it'd be medium high tier All Black. So it's four Ooh, years. I actually know. Nah, it's actually more than that. It's because it's US. Actually, it's. He'd be getting paid more than the highest paid All Black. He's four years, yeah, okay. three point <laughs> seven million US. Okay, there you go. It's, it's not bad. It's good. It's not bad money, but it's poor money in sense of the NFL and the numbers that they're throwing around. So I expect that and to be a whole lot more. But Joe Burrow, he might overtake Patrick Mahomes in his next deal if he continues on this rich form. That was awesome. Talking some NFL, oh, the playoffs, the championship. Finals, uh, penultimate rounds taking place. Who's it going to be in the uh, Super Bowl? Who do you want to see taking place in the Super Bowl? Let us know. Double eight, double three on the Temper Bedpost text machine. We'd love to hear from you. You're going to shoot off. We're going to come back with uh, Izzy's Bomb Squad. You're listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. Thanks to the Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrance. Ah, the sudden realization. That life isn't a given. This is a pledge to everyone to take extra care of their bodies. Sorry to bring a bit of a downer to a Friday, but like I spoke about earlier this week, our bodies are our biggest assets. 
And there's many things that we can do to control the narrative. Earlier this week, I had this sudden feeling that something isn't quite right. My body wasn't feeling 100%. And nine times out of ten, I'll just have that old mentality that I'll be right and flick it off and forget about it. Then the sudden realisation hit me that this ain't just about you anymore, Dag. You have family and kids that want you around to watch them grow. This isn't a panicked bomb squad. I'm pretty sure everything is okay, but at least I have the professionals at my disposal to rule rule out what I think it is. This is a pledge to say, men, women, if you think something isn't quite right, or you have the sudden feeling the body isn't reacting is reacting differently, then go get it sorted or just ask for some advice. For many things in our body and with the technology at our disposal, these things are caught early. They are treatable. This week, I've seen so many young people I know passing away at a very young age. And it's time we all stand up and hold ourselves accountable. And I know, Kempi, you'll be uh, an advocate for this because you've had your own health uh, problems. And um, some of them can be helped. Uh, some of them can't. And, and that's, yeah, that's, that's sad. But there are a lot of things out there that we can do to, to catch these things early. Um, so, true, yeah. Oh, yeah, I, um, I've got to get a colonoscopy on Tuesday. And, oh, look, I'm, I'm pretty sure it'll be fine. Uh, just got to have a wee checkup. And it just kind of hit me, um, you know, these kids, you want to be around for a very, very long time. So, men, women out there, if you're feeling something different, just go ask. Don't be uh, stubborn and... And wipe it off. Well said, well said, Izzy. And you're dead right. One of the one of the sad things, especially in our our Polynesian culture, is that we tend to tough it out as opposed to going to mm. the doctors. Um, my dad was a prime example. We wouldn't go to the doctors. Uh, passed away at 41. Um, yep. Very, very young. Thought he could just get through things. And the other part too is just quickly on that is you don't know. You know, one of the things yeah. I've learned in my old age is that you don't know that. Something as simple as a colonoscopy or a, what they one one for your heart. Here's one for all of us men out there. It's called a um, a, a health check. It's a calcium check that you have on your heart that you give through an MRI, and they give you a calcium check and tells you whether your, your arteries are clear. Now it costs about five hundred bucks, and you go and get it done, and it and it looks at your heart. Now I never knew that, mate. Till late on in my forties, that you could actually just mm. pay five hundred dollars and go and get that done, and it tells you whether or not your heart's working properly. Um, so it's called a, um, a calcium calcium count, and you just go and ask your doctor and tell them that that's what you want. You know what I mean? So, yeah, mm. well on, uh, well said today, um, especially on a Friday. You're dead right. Look after yourselves, especially when you got young kids. Uh, they want you around for as long as possible. It was one of the saddest days uh, in my life when my dad passed away at 41. He couldn't watch my career, my football career, and uh, I wish that that big man was around um, for a long, a lot longer. Um, never met his grandkids. Um, was another was another sad thing for me. So, um, you know. Thanks for being vulnerable, um, is and telling us about that. But especially to our listeners out there, if you're listening, if you think there's something up, go and get a checkup. It's that quick. You, yeah. you put your car in yeah. the garage, it costs you more. Mm. Yeah, you're dead right. There's no uh, price 
for life and uh, you just, just get out there, go get checked and uh, get it all sorted. We want you around and we want you to be present for all your whanau and uh, friends. Coming up, we've got some headlines with Louis and then we've got Mark Chittick after 7.40. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota, building and shaping the future. When a Kubota excavator with Kennard's hire it is a 1.7 tonne Kubota excavator, so we're talking about a biggie, a big daddy. With Kennard's hire, visit kennards.co.nz. A couple of headlines for you. Uh, it's all about T20 cricket for the Black Caps this weekend. White Ferns in South Africa, by the way, but the Black Caps still in India. Mitch Santner tasked with captaining them. And Ben Lister, Blister, from the Auckland Aces, the left-arm swing bowler. Could he be our answer to Trent Bolt? He's in the squad, and here's Mitch Santner's thoughts on him. Yeah, I think it'll be... Um, I think we'll, we'll have a look at the at the pitch tomorrow and, and, and make a decision from there. But we, you know, we've seen a lot of Lister um, over the last couple of years. He's, he's grown tremendously as a bowler. Um, I guess the, the left arm angle being able to swing the ball away from the right hander is something something new and something different. Um, and he's obviously been bowling pretty good wheels as well. So it's I guess it's nice to have um, you know a balance of different different options. Twenty five minutes away from eight o'clock. Uh, yes, that's what. Mitch Sandner had to say around Ben Lister. Uh, elsewhere, Artie Savia, he's going to be captaining the Hurricanes for 2023 ahead, set to make his 120th appearance for the Hurricanes. So it's good news for the Hurricanes that they can at least bank on Artie Savia for this year. So that's some news that's just come out. They've announced that at 7am this morning. So there's a couple of sports headlines from around the traps for you, cricket and rugby. And time for our poll, if you boys want to have it. Paul, yeah, <laughs> let's go, mate. Let's see what you got. Which, which, which have you got? What have you got for us today? Uh, right. Well, with choices flooring, the New Year's carpet sale is on now, and I was thinking this actually came about when I was thinking of David Light, our boxer, mm. who's mm. got a he's one fight away from essentially being as successful as Joseph Parker. And I don't think we've quite let that soak in yet. He's got a WBO title fight next, mu- uh, next month, in about a month's time, up in the UK, for cruiserweight, not a glamour division, so you don't really hear about it. But it's big, 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 big boy stuff. Like, this is mm. best in mm. the world sort of stuff. It puts him firmly in that top ten to be able to progress his career. So my question was, which star New Zealand athlete, and I'm talking star New Zealand athletes, are f- is going to fly lowest under the radar for 2023? So I'm not necessarily talking about your James McDonalds or your, um, you know, your, your, your headline stars that we we already talk about and we have on the show. Your Zoe Sadowski sentence. I'm not necessarily talking about those athletes that we see a lot of and hear a lot of and talk a lot of. I'm talking under the radar, and I'll give you four options. You can go and have your choice in the SENZ app. David Light is the one, the first one. Now, Stephen Adams is another one. And this, you might think, well, you just said we're not talking about your, your stars we talk about all the time. We do not talk enough in 2022, 2023 about how well Stephen Adams is playing in the NBA. He is the best offensive rebounder in the NBA by a mm. country mile. He's putting up stats that are pretty much have only been done a handful of times this century. Uh, re- offensive rebounding percentage stats. He's injured now. The Memphis Grizzlies are sliding. It's not a coincidence. 
had the Memphis Grizzlies are going to qualify the top one or two, potentially three in the West, they're a genuine chance to win an NBA title. So Stephen Adams goes there. Ethan Blackadder. Because Ethan Blackadder's just slipped back into the uh, rugby ecosystem. And all of a sudden, he's going to be making 100 tackles a game and pretty much could turn into All Blacks World Cup cycle around on its head. Or I'll <laughs> chuck in Tim and Janelle Price because they are leading the equestrian world. I think they are one in potentially two or three in the world at the moment. And they are just simmering away up there in Europe, heading into an Olympics next year. They are going to have a massive year this year. So... Who and which Kiwi stars are flying lowest under the radar for 2023? Does that make sense? It does. And it's a good one there, Louis. It gets the old brain thinking. And I can't go past David Light. I just can't go past David Light. And for a couple of reasons, really, is before we got David on the show, and we had him on the show last year, it was great to chat to him. He just won one of his biggest fights overseas in the opposition, in the enemy's arena. And getting the job done. He's one fight away from being cruiserweight champion of the world. And he's still not getting the recognition that he probably deserves. So for me, I just can't go past David. Like, uh, Stephen Adams, like listening to LeBron James talk about him being probably the most competitive, toughest bloke in the NBA at the moment. And hearing the numbers you read off, he's flying. But I can't go past David Light for the life of me, mate. He's... um. Yeah, for someone that's achieving so much and getting a little recognition. Why is that? Why is it? I just can't I just can't think. I just can't understand probably why and you probably touched on it just then, the cruiserweight division, probably not your most recognizable uh boxing um boxing weight class, but he's still a champion and he's still gonna be fighting for a champion. So let us know. David Light, Stephen Adams, Ethan Blackadder or Tim and Janelle Price start this year off in style at the Choices Flooring Pole New Year's Carpet Sale. There you go. Mark Chittick from Waikato Stud coming up. Yeah, it's getting very close to D-Day for all of the vendors at the New Zealand Bloodstock Sales for 2023 as Book One gets underway on Sunday. How good. Waikato Stud have built a formidable record at the sale, and with the first yearlings of Super Seth, they are to go through the Karaka ring this year. All eyes will be back on the famous white, blue and green of Waikato stud again. Mark Chittick is a helmsman of the mighty stud and he's a big friend of the show. Morena, Mark, how are you this morning? Yeah, good morning, boys. A bit wet out here today, but you know that's uh, <laughs> a of this um, summer we seem to be getting this year. Yeah, I know. We've had plenty, Mark. Uh, what's the energy like out there? The Jamie Richards, the Chris Wallers of the world are there as a border spark? Yeah, no, it's been, look, we've been here, we've been set up here and um, since Monday, creating since Tuesday, and to be honest, it's, it's uh, it, like the place has been on fire, it's a real good vibe, you know, it brings us back memories from, um, you know, three years ago before this interruption that we've had over the last couple of years, so it's just a great feeling just to get all of our mates back from all over around the world, especially Australia and that sort of thing, these people that we do a lot of business with and they've all had a lot of success with the New Zealand horses so it's great to get them back and show them a product that all of New Zealand's very very proud of yeah very very proud of Mark thanks so much for joining us your operation is such a well-oiled machine how many staff would you have on the books through this week because the farm won't be running itself right no that's right no well we're <laughs> Put it this way, Louis, we've just ordered, we've just got arriving this afternoon, 70 raincoats, so there you go. <laughs> um, but um, no, there's a, bit, there's a team of, yeah, team of about 
60 odd up here looking after the after the 60 horses and and as you say there's a lot there's a hell of a lot of um, logistics involved um, we've got eight parade areas the last three or four days they've been uh, they've been humming and we've had a, um, all eight full we've had a few you know a few people waiting having a cup of tea to, to get a runway so um, you did right the day starts at five o'clock doesn't finish till about nine o'clock and um, you know, as I say to my team, uh, it takes two years to get a horse to this point. As in, by the time we've bred them, they've been born, we've reared them, we've weaned them, um, we've prepped them for these sales, and basically, as I say to them, we've got four minutes um, mm. to, you know, to get to, to take every opportunity we can. The two minutes that the person looks at them back here at the boxes, and the two minutes that they're in the ring. So let's make it work. Yeah, well done. And you're no better man doing it too, Mark. Hey, we mentioned Super Seth um, in the intro because he's been a big investment for you. Are there any nerves, mate, unveiling yearlings uh, in his first season as a sire? Yeah, well, to be honest, boys, you, you're dead right. It's a big hole to, to, to sort of climb out of. You know, there was, there's, there's um, sort of no secrets. He was, he was an over $15 million Australian purchase, you know, so by the time you convert that to New Zealand dollars and then put the insurance on, in place and that sort of thing, you've got to is a fair old holder um, to climb out of, but probably the more the, the the more the time that you're more nervous about is when these foals have been born, you know, like the first crop of a stallion like that. Because obviously, like anything in this game, we just try and increase our chances. And with a horse like him, you know, we were very very happy that he was the type we wanted, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. But when you're breeders, you get what you're given, so you you, you sort of hope like hell that they leave horses. Yeah, you, they, you hope by hell that they leave horses that look like themselves because that's the product you've spent all this money on and that you've wanted to stand at stud. Um, and he's just left a really, really good type and they've gone very, very well through the preparation. And so you get to this point here, <clears throat> through our business, we don't like sort of yapping on about them too much. You know, we these uh, these guys that come out and look at these horses, these trainers, these agents, and that. they've been doing it for years. They're experts. They've got great eyes. So it's just nice to sit back and listen to what they had to say. And certainly, um, you know, um, from earlier on over in Australia at the Magic Million sale and now more representation of Super Seth here, um, the, vibe, the, the vibe, the the info we're getting back, you know, the response that we're getting is, um, is just really satisfying. So now... Once again, they're down to their two minutes in the ring, the individual super steps and all the other horses, and then from then on, um, they're in the hands of the, the, these champ, of these trainers that you know do a wonderful job, and that'll give them every opportunity. It's up to them then, you know. Well, just on Super Seth, any new season sire needs a brood needs broodmare support, and you have the firepower to provide that. Lot ninety one, Super Seth. Chandelier making a half to Moonga. We spoke to Richie Moonga yesterday and had a texter very excited about this yelling. Is he a beauty? Yeah, he is. He's a lovely horse. He's a, he's a prime example of, let's say, what the mare's left and then typical of what the stallion um, is leaving even even on these early days. He's, he's quite a lot, a lot on his feet, sort of a rooster, um, but like Richie, but... Um, He's a he's he's a he's a lighter bay, so you know, so he's a bit different to Richie there. But other than that, he's a really nice horse, and, and uh, he's much in the same vein. He's a he, he's a hell of an athletic looking rooster. So um, uh, he's one we're pretty proud of. Bit like Kempe. Hey, um, and we've seen a great picture of Butcher Castles, Ross Taylor, and the kids with an Ocean Park filly. Mark, what's the interest there? Yeah, no, no, she's chipping away nicely. It's great to have. Uh, 
you know, um, a, a fellow like Butch, you know, he's he puts his heart and soul into our industry. Um, you know, he runs a, an incredible ship down there at Tirapa, and and um, and as I say, for him to have a little bit of, you know, let's say blood and skin in the game and and get a bit of experience. I mean, he's had a great week. He's been he's involved in uh, um, Tokyo Tycoon and winning the the Karaka Millions, and now now he's involved in a yearling that's been presented for sale here. So it's good for a guy that lives and breathes our racing industry. And he's a great mate of mine, Butcher, has been for a long time. Um, to, to, you know, to feel, uh, to get a bit of experience of what goes on on this, this side of being a breeder, being a, and presenting a yearling to sale. So it, it's a good experience for him. And she's, she's, she's nice, really. She's not over big, but she's got a big heart and, uh, she's got a pretty determined mind. So, um, so, uh, no, it'll be, it'll, it'll be interesting to see how she gets on through the ring. Well, all the best well, uh, this weekend, Mark, you know, um, from the boys here at SENZ. It's, uh, it's good to see you've got a, a nice book of, um, of young'uns going through there. I'm pretty sure you're going you're gonna to absolutely slay it down there. We'll see you on Monday, Mark, the boys here. Um, we're coming down to have a look at it as, as well and, and do the show. Might get you back on then, but uh, go well over the weekend, mate. Yeah, good, yeah, good stuff, guys. Yeah, look forward to seeing you out here. Come and have a pizza with us and we'll um, show you some fast horses. <laughs> Come have a pizza with them. Good pizzas there, eh, lads? A couple of nice pizzas, a few drops of cold, crafty beer. I'm just, expecting. Just, wor- just worried about getting home, mate, on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's probably a question around Ubers that we need to investigate. There. Exactly. Now, they do a good wood fried pizza there at Waikato Stud and a couple of Coronas. Uh, the Vino's flowing. You see the, the old man Gary Chittick holding court with all the legends. It's so cool out there. Yeah, love it. Oh, wish I was gone, lads. Didn't get the invite. Must have go check my email, see if old Rubes has sent me an email. But I haven't got the invite yet, but I no doubt you'll be boy, you lads will be having a hell of a time in Mark Chittick and Waikato Stud. Well, they'll be hoping for a very successful weekend. Great to chat to him. Coming up after eight, we'll have a chat to Baz. We'll come back and read a few of these messages. Welcome back. Just had a little phone call from the Crusaders medical team. They obviously heard my bomb squad to see if everything was okay and they could help out. So oh, get a bit of an understanding of their... They're all listening. And, uh, yeah, Martin Swan and John Roach and, and Neil Tucker, champions. So I'm going to head down there after 10 o'clock and catch up with them. But everything's all good. Go long, go down and show my support for the longest run. Ch- uh, raising money for Child Cancer Foundation. And just quickly, if you can... Text Crusaders to 3547 to make a small donation. Any donation goes a long way. It'll be awesome and much appreciated. And if you're able and you're in Christchurch, head on down to Rugby Park in Melbourne Park. I think there's bouncy castles. There's a lot of fun stalls there. And you can uh, go along and show your support and just really get behind the team. And maybe after 8, we'll give Aaron Webb a call and just get a wee update of how it's all going. He's doing... He's doing it in two parts, Kempi. He's going to do a half marathon this morning, and then he's going to have a wee break, and he's going to do a half marathon in the afternoon. So Champion. He's doing, he's doing plenty. He is doing plenty. But, uh, yep, go down and, and show your support. Great to hear from Mark Chittick from Waikato Stud, and our next guest will no doubt have his eyes casting over the Karaka sales. Baz, the boss, McCullum, coming up to talk horses. Wow. Bit of beer. He loves having a little wee little <laughs> sip on the beer in Noosa. He's been over at Noosa at the moment. And also we'll talk cricket. Here's Aroha with the news for the Kubota, building and shaping the future. 
Yes, welcome back, Izzy Kempi, for breakfast. You know where it is, SCNZ. We're into our last hour on a fun Friday, 27th of Jan. Hope you've enjoyed the show so far. We spoke to uh, Wayne Box out of uh, Cincinnati Bengals, talking to him about, well, Joe Burrow and his quality that he is doing. Can the Bengals continue their form on and forge another back-to-back Super Bowl performance and go one step further? Super Bowl champions, you can listen to that. And we also had Mark Chittick on as well. Wakato said the Karaka sales are commencing today and they'll be ready to rip in. How good, Mark Chittick. All those interviews on the SCN app, Izzy and Kempi, all our podcasts. Go have a wee listen. We also had our Choices Flooring poll. You can go on the app and have your vote. Which star New Zealand athlete is flying lowest under the radar for 2023? David Light, Stephen Adams, Ethan Blackadder, Tim and Janelle Price. And, well, here's another one. Danny Lee to shock the golf world and win a major from Mark. There you go. Danny Lee, where has he gone? I predicted my wish list is Ryan Fox doing a major this year, but he's mm. not hiding away. He's always performing week in, week out. But Danny Lee... Shocked the world when he went over and won a couple of PGA events. Uh, he's been flying well under the radar as of late. Maybe he could do it, Kimpy. Yep, he was he was uh, one of my picks too, Ryan. Um, yeah, I'm just thinking about maybe someone stepping out too on the football field, you know. I hope that we have some young up-and-coming front rower coming out for the Warriors this year because one area I see just been a little bit uh, touchy at the moment is that big bloke in the middle of the park. Um, we're going to see Tohu being used there all year. Neokoru uh, will be there, um, no doubt. He's an edge player, but he'll be used in the middle. But maybe we've just got a young kid that's just going to jump out of his skin and say, here I am, I'm the next big <laughs> Joe Wagner type player that the Warriors need. <laughs> Oh, how good. Looking forward to the Warriors season kicking off in only a couple of weeks' time. They've got a different format taking place in the preseason. Well, someone that's been there and done it all. He ain't young these days is our next guest, Baz the Boss, McCullum, and he's been good enough to join us this morning. He's on a wee break, but he's no doubt going to be ripping in some preparation. They take on the Black Caps shortly in a test series down under. Going to be located in the beautiful... Queenstown District, and no doubt you'll be playing plenty of golf. Baz, how you doing? Morning, boys. Morning, Baz. How are we? <laughs> good, mate. We're very, very good this morning. We had Mark Chittick on earlier and talking about the Caracas sales. No doubt you'll be casting your eye over that, mate. Surely. Uh, yeah. yeah, well, I spent the day out there yesterday, actually, is, and wandering around doing all those things that you do, making sure that you're uh, – you're happy with what you're going to try and put your hand up for, but I'm just not going to have enough money, unfortunately. <laughs> I mean, I'll do my best, but just, you know, 45% Are you, are you tax joking, Bez? 45% tax. It's, inc- it's incredible, isn't it? <laughs> oh, don't start, mate. 45% tax, but you add the pounds, so you're pretty much doubling it straight back when you bring it home. <laughs> uh, it's good fun anyway. It was, it was a good day, actually, walking around, having a look. There's some beautiful... New Zealand boned horses up in uh, up in Caracas. So hopefully uh, we'll see how we go. We'll try and find a fast one up there. But it was a good day, and and look forward to a big sale for the the team out there at Caracas and New Zealand Bloodstock. 
So where you're strutting around with your, your head held high, your shoulders back, those big shoulders of you, yourself, and, and knowing that you're a Group 1 winner? Well, it does, it does give you a little pep in your step, doesn't it? <laughs> knowing that in the last 12 months you've been able to tick off one of the all-time goals of, in the horse racing game. The Group 1 win defibrillates when they're... Boy, that was good. He's a he's a real chance again in the Herbie Dyke as well in a couple of weeks. So I don't want to get greedy, um, but imagine we're <laughs> two in a year. We're just waiting on a bit of luck, aren't we? Yeah, well done, Baz. And uh, how just just talk me through that one because we had a, our our girl was in there too, Cinerama. How close was that rain, mate? Were you were you looking at those clouds out there, Pukekoi, that day and going, please don't get here too early? Yeah, I think you would have copped the track anyway, wouldn't you, Kempi? I mean, it wasn't. It was never going to be as wet enough for Cinerama as what you were hoping for. But no, that's why I didn't show up. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good day out at Pukekohe races, eh? It's yeah. a lovely, lovely racetrack as well. So it was. It was almost hammering it down. To be honest, it was just right there in the distance, and we were we were a bit lucky because defibrillate definitely is. Um, well, the ground suited him a lot better than uh, the, what it would have if it had absolutely hammered it down, but. Yeah, it was a good day out. I was pleased we were on course and we had a great day. And my neighbour is Graham Richardson, as we've already talked about on the show before. And um, he trains the horse, he bred the horse, and um, he's majority owned the horse as well, I think. And, yeah, I was just stoked for him. He's building a house next door, so he needs all the cash he can get. So he had a good day out. (laughs) Yeah, good day out, mate. Good day out for yourself. Hey, look, obviously, big 2022 year. You took the helm for the English Test team. But you've been able to reflect over the last couple of months, mate. What have you been up to? Yeah, it's been pretty cool, actually. A real change of pace. Obviously, I was on on here with you boys doing those 4 a.m. wake-up calls and and clocking in at uh, 6 a.m. and all that. Um, And then next thing, you're sitting on the balcony at Lords watching uh, watching the English boys do their thing. So it's been been quite an incredible um, transition, I guess, or pivot. Um, in, in my career and it's been something I've really enjoyed to be honest it's um, you know they've got so much talent the England boys and, and they're just great lads too very similar to what the Kiwi boys are like and they play the games for the right reasons and you know when we've been able to unlock a little, little bit of that talent and take away a little bit of that sort of fear of failure um, which will always be there but just try and suppress mm. it I guess to allow that talent to come out then the guys really have been able to perform well and it's been a, a remarkable little period and it's been nice to be able to reflect. I've been over in Aussie for a couple of weeks with uh, my wife's family and and just had a bit of downtime there and, and now getting set for what's going to be a, a pretty cool uh, test series against the, against the Kiwi boys here in, in New Zealand and our boys arrive on Sunday, um, which is going to be pretty exciting. I'm looking forward to not only sort of meeting up with them, but also sort of showing off a little bit of New Zealand to them as well and in a way they might not have seen before, hopefully taking some of the places that we all know and, and love about the country and, and make sure they have a good time as well as obviously trying to perform on the field. Yeah, so what does the next couple of weeks entail for the English Test side? You obviously got the Test matches, but it's more than that. I know the environment you create, um, Baz, so what is it? What are you up to for the next couple of weeks with the crew? Uh, so on Sunday, pick them up at the airport. Um, a few of us are going to head up to Tiara Lynx, Um Try and have a little bash up there. Um, my brother's <laughs> hosting nice. us up there, which is going to be pretty Must good. Be nice. Member, I think so. And then uh, back to back to Auckland for the night, and then we fly down to Queenstown. But you know those planes, you can't get too much gear, so the Craig gear will stay in Auckland. We'll take the golf gear down, 
and um, and we'll we'll spend a bit of time. Um, just, I, I guess uh, I know I'm sort of taking the piss a little bit, but about how much fun it is. But uh, in a in a really interesting Not way, have fun, one, thing we, one thing we learned this year was that because of the split formats, um, there's a lot of uh, time where you're away from the environment and away from the group. Um, so one really important thing is to get the guys together a little bit earlier and get them um, just having a bit of fun early away from the, the demands of the cricket so that you can get that banter flying again. The guys find the natural rhythm and flow of what the group's like. And, and then the messaging, when the messaging does come, um, there's, you've got a, a happy group of um, players and, and the, the, recep- the reception to those messages is a lot easier and, and a lot more succinct. So that's, uh, that's the idea. A little bit of golf down there and then we come up, we've got 11 training days or 11 cricket days leading into the first test, so we've got we've got plenty of uh, plenty of opportunity to work on the skills and that as well. But yeah, we'll just sort of balance a little bit of the fun with a bit of the uh, preparation stuff. Nice, Baz. Nice. Hey, uh, my knowledge on cricket is getting back up there, Baz. Um, like Izzy, I've enjoyed watching you through twenty twenty two and twenty twenty three is going to be a big year. Look, I did a bit of reading, and it'd be good for the listeners to understand this. Your high performance team over in England um, and the introduction of the cooker, uh, Kookaburra ball. Um, you know, obviously you guys are using a different ball in England and in county cricket they're introducing the ball that's used down here in Australia. Um, what What is the difference with that, with introducing that up there, Baz? What's the, is that so that when you when you have the Ashes, um, the Aussies, you're up against the, the swing, does it swing more or what, what happens with that ball? Yeah, yeah, it's an interesting point, Kempia. It's not something I've spent too much time sort of worrying about. Um you know, I think if you can get yourself in a in a good sort of mental state and you're you're in a setup where you feel like you can express yourself, then the conditions kind of become a lot more playable, uh, and that includes the ball. Um, up in England, we uh, we use a Duke's ball, uh, which the lacquer on the outside of the ball sort of stays on it um, for a lot longer, so um, it sort of it swings a, a lot more. Um, it does. Uh, it, to be fair, it comes off the bat pretty hard as well. Um, probably a little bit harder for longer. So if you are able to negate that that initial swing, then um, then you can definitely make hay um, with the bat. But the Kookaburra ball, which is used across New Zealand and Australia, um, is just a slightly different type of uh, proposition. It's harder to to get them all moving when it's a little bit older. So I think the idea from from the the boys um, and, and girls up in uh, up in England is to try and just give access to. Uh, more county players who might look to be a part of the sort of Ashes uh, in a couple of years' time, the opportunity to just get more exposure to it. But I'm not too worried about it. I think, you know, in the end, you've got so many skilled players that who have played so much cricket that regardless of the ball, um, you, you find ways to be able to make it work for you or uh, or not. So, um, you know, even this test series against New Zealand, the first test is uh, a day-night test, so we've got a pink ball in that test so that takes just a couple of days to to sort of recalibrate but yeah for me it's more important that the guys are in the right frame of mind to be able to just adapt to whatever comes really well someone that's had a lack of cricket and will be keeping an eye on how that ball swings and how he's able to move it is Joffre Archer and he returns to international cricket against South Africa this week you keeping a close eye on Joffre yeah of course we are is we've we've been watching him for a while too he obviously suffered a really um severe back uh, injury and he's gone through the process of having that repaired he actually came to new zealand i think to uh to get it fixed um, there's a, a great surgeon here who's who's um 
uh, he's worked on the likes of Shane Bond and I think Matt Henry in that as well. So he's he's internationally renowned as as the fix it man for uh, for those fast bowling back injuries. So look, he's he's got some skills that not too many in the world possess. Um, and you know if he's fit and and up for uh, for the Ashes, then he's definitely going to be a huge weapon for us. But I saw the other day he clocked 150 in his first spell back. So there's not too many not too many players <laughs> around the world that possess those traits and. And uh, you know he's got match-winning abilities, bowls wicket-taking balls, um, and he, he's a he's a really cool fella to to be around too. He's he's really uh, relaxed and and he just likes to enjoy himself and he likes to bowl fast and take wickets, which is what you want from your fast bowlers. Well, you've got a talented pool there to choose from at the moment, there, Bears. But someone that's lacking a wee bit of talent. I don't know if you've seen him uh, with the Ver- Vermeer bat. Opening the bat for Team Rugby. Um, um, little review from my performance in that game against Team Cricket, if you've seen it. Got one from well, nine, I think. It would be a little review because it didn't last long, but we'll, as, a, as a fellow opening batsman, is every now and then you get a good one. You can't do much about it. As a stroke maker such as yourself, you've got to have a memory like a sieve. The next time you just walk out to bat, you mark centre and you go again. And that's mm. you'll be right. Well, the thing is, it's a bit like life as a punter. If you give up, <laughs> you're always going to be behind. You... Correct. <laughs> you just got to keep getting up and going again. Is don't let them beat you. Don't let people <laughs> run you down. Don't like this is not defining of your. Of Did your I have lack of foot movement? Well, you might have had lack of footwork. You might have had a little bit of lack of focus as well. But that's okay. <laughs> These things happen. There will be a time, and you'll have your day out. Is and you hey, remember this moment. You look Bez. back on it and you say, right, that was my defining moment in my career. And now <laughs> I'm going to be the player that I've always wanted to be. Baz, be honest. Be honest. Was there a little bit of chat in team cricket when Izzy was walking out? Did you guys actually set him up to go fishing? <laughs> well, I, oh. I, I'd like to just make it pointed out. that I've played two black clashes and I've been part of the uh, the team rugby on both occasions, of which we've won, by two, the way. So, two wins. Well, Come yeah, back, Baz. So, I'm part of team team rugby more so than team cricket, I think. <laughs> oh, mate, you're an absolute champion. I think I had a lack of foot footwork, and uh, yeah, I just went out there with no intent, to be completely honest, and got. Co- I, I, the worst thing about it is I got out to Kyle Mills, and he was spraying me. And I don't know if you said, but they were swinging at about three meters. Anyway, that's my excuse. Baz, You'd be better. Appreciate you as. <laughs> I know, mate. Who opens the bat with the bowler? That couldn't even bowl on one knee and it's carrying about 10 kilos more. doesn't work. <laughs> anyway, Bess, <laughs> we'll, we'll let you go, mate. You're a busy man and uh, we'll catch up soon, my friend. I'll keep in touch. I'd love to come down and uh, meet the English boys and get a little inside look at what's going on there. I can only imagine. Fun, fun, get the results. Love it. Cheers, brother. <laughs> All right, boys. See you, lads. There he is. Bez, the one and only McCullum. Great to chat to him. And Joffre Archer making a comeback, 150 kilometres in his first spell. Back injuries come down under and has got it recovered. Awesome to chat to Bears. And, Matt, I just, every time you talk to him, there's nothing that shies away from the norm. He's the same with every approach, no matter what it is. He's got a really winning formula at the moment, Kempe. And uh, you can just see by the results. And everyone's just waiting for that team to slip up and just say, I told you so. But he keeps proving the doubt is wrong. Yeah, he's uh, he's obviously worked really hard on the culture in the head. Yeah, and I'd mm. love to see the itinerary flying to Auckland, 
um, drive up to Tiara, play a bit of golf. Like the, the itinerary will be around where they go on the golf course. I think they'll go from there to Cody Cliffs, then back down to the Wide Upper. They'll probably play down there, then hit you in Christchurch on your way down to Queenstown. Um, and all that time spending behind the golf clubs, it's not about golf, is it? You know, it's about talking about cricket. It's about getting them getting them ready for the um, game. And Baz, mate, when you listen to what the way that he talks, he's just even just mentioned about the ball. He's like, mate, I pick cricketers to go out there, no matter what what the what ball they're playing with, to go out there and get a job done. So, um, looking forward to that series, mate. It'd be a it'd be a boomer. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting watch down under and a day nighter, a day nighter with the pink pill. Should be, should be interesting to see. And hopefully the Black Caps can come back home after a tough old tour and put on a performance to boot and get back to winning ways. So there you go. That was Baz McCullum. If you've only just joined us, everything will be live. Uh, we'll be updated on the SEN app, all our podcasts. We have Mark Chittick and we've had Wayne Box Miller talking the Cincinnati Bengals. You're listening to Izzy and Kip before breakfast. Thanks to the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Yes, we're going to have a wee catch up with the one and only Academy Manager for the Crusaders. We've got Aaron Webb on the line. They are taking, uh, the, the, uh, competing in the longest run today, 150 laps around Melvin and Rugby Park. And Webby's online. How you doing, Webby? Morning, Izzy. Yeah, good, thanks. Yourself? Yeah, good, mate. We're up and about. No doubt you're just finishing your half marathon. Am I right? Yeah, yeah, I'm about 24 and a half k now, I think. So, yeah, just uh, chipping away, as they say. <laughs> chipping away, mate. Love it. What's the turnout like down there at uh, Rugby Park? The weather's put it on. Oh, mate, it's been amazing. Very humbling. Um, we started at 6 a.m. this morning with oh, probably about 150 to 180 people at 6 wow. a.m. Unreal. Yeah. <laughs> And then, uh, you know, the sort of pre-work crowd's gone now and people are starting to come down with their kids. I'm uh, running with my daughter at the moment. So, yeah, it's pretty awesome. Hey, Webby, is there, is there an extension arm? Does it look like there's an extension arm to this where every club um, or organisation might be, might be doing the same thing in the future? Uh, I don't think there is today, but that would be awesome to get that, get that in the future, yeah. You know, great charity... Child Cancer Foundation, so yeah, that would be pretty cool to, if we could get it to that stage. Mate, if some of our listeners want to come down, Webby, what's on offer around Rugby and Melvin Park? Uh, oh, there's a bit of a bit of great chat from a few uh, few people, hopefully. <laughs> but um, we've got a 1k loop, so you just uh, have to run, run, walk, skip, whatever you want to do. You can do as many laps or as few laps as you want. Um, and yeah, the boys are out here. Some of the players are out here at the moment. I'm just running up behind uh, Mitchell Drummond and Quinton Strange to Mighty Williams and maybe David Havili up there, I think. So yeah, there's, there's all sorts of fun and games, food trucks, bouncy castles, inflatables, the whole lot. Beautiful, mate. And just quickly, why do you keep doing this, Webby? Like, why all of a sudden you just gone out of your way and you're, you're lending your hand? Oh, I think just it's about community. The, I know you know that as well. You know, the Crusaders are such an institution in our region and, you know, we want to be here to do good in the community and Child Cancer Foundation is such an amazing sponsor to, 
be able to help on a day like today. So, um, there you go, boys. Um, so, yeah, it's just, uh, you know, something that, that we love doing. Oh, mate, you're a fit man. I, get, I bet if that was Kempe and myself, we would be huffing and puffing right around Melbourne Park and Rugby Park. I'll be down there around 10 o'clock, so look forward to catching up with you, Webby. Appreciate your time, and uh, all the best. Yeah, Continue on your longest run. Yeah. Thanks so much, thanks, bud. Thanks, Sydney. Appreciate it, mate. Um, yeah, uh, really good. Looking forward to uh, having a couple of laps with you. And <laughs> you might get one out of me, mate. For us. <laughs> <laughs> You'll get one out of All me, boys, Cheers, day, mate. Thank you. Yeah, we will. We will. There he is, Aaron Webb, Crusaders Academy Manager, the longest run around Melvin and Rugby Park. Text Crusaders to 3547, raising money for the Child Cancer Foundation. And he's an absolute champion. Good to see the Crusaders out there lending their hand and support uh, for a special, special cause. And that's what it's all about down here in the beautiful part of the world that is Christchurch, all about the community, and uh, you see it when the crowds turn up week in, week out, to support their team. Just a quick message uh, from Chris for myself. Hey, Izzy, just a question looking back. Was it worth putting your body through professional sport, or would you just would you just change things? I'm the same age as you. Could imagine getting an EOP. Best of luck. Try BJJ for fitness. Change your life. That was from Chris. Um no, I wouldn't change anything, to be complete. I, I, like I, I did a bomb squad earlier, I probably would have made better decisions about my body and recovery, uh, the investment that is needed to, to have longevity in the game. But my injury is a bit more down to genetics. I've got knock knee, so my alignment's out. Um, so I th- guess that was just a little bit unfortunate. But there is definitely a lot of things I could have done differently for my body. And that's why I did my bomb squad this morning, because you've got to look after your body. It's your biggest asset. And, uh, you know, I put it through hell and I put it through torture for the last 20 odd years. So it's time to t- start looking after yourself. Appreciate that message, Chris. Uh, we're going to shoot off and uh, we'll come back with our Choices Flooring Poll update. See where the pollers, the punters, have had uh, their say. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota, building a shape in the future. SCNZ and Ethi is sending us into orbit with a bit of <laughs> dirty drum and bass on your Friday. Gull is fueling your mission all year round. Pop into your local for some good value fuels at gull.nz. A couple of sports headlines. We spoke about this lightning strike on the New Zealand Sail GP boat. Now, I've got the answer about what they're going to have to do. So it has been fried. The boat has absolutely been fried. They're going to have to use a lone boat. So they don't necessarily have a second boat, but they're going to use a lone boat. So one of the spare boats, uh, their F-50 Amokura, which it's named, has got enough damage that they're going to be struggling to get it back in time for the Littleton Regatta in March, which, by the way, we are going to be at. <laughs> Can't wait for that. Um, a lone boat. Technically, the boats are all the same, so you think it wouldn't make that much difference, but there's obviously the familiarity that comes with your own boat. So that's the latest state of play for the SailGP team, the New Zealanders. They are genuinely in a chance to win this. They are second, red hot on the Australians' heels going into Sydney. So um, that's an interesting development. And Sophie Devine, well, I mentioned the White Ferns earlier on, she is in doubt because of a broken foot of the T20 World Cup. So they're in South Africa, and she's not going to be able to play in any of the three practice matches against England. Um, they're hoping by Feb 11 that they might have her good to go. But it is a stress fracture in her foot, and as you both know, feet injuries 
are very delicate and can cause massive mm. headaches. So that is a headache for the White Ferns. There's some sports headlines. And your choices for a poll result? Well, I found this a little bit surprising. But it was Stephen Adams as far as the person that people thought was flying under the radar the most this year. And I guess it is because he's putting up an incredible statistical season and uh, he's nudged out David Light, Tim and Janelle Price and Ethan Blackadder. But lots of love for David Light as you had, Izzy. Beautiful. Beautiful. Nice little poll there, Louis, to get the, the brain ticking over and mulling over a few names. couple there. One's come through. Danny Lee. Yeah, man, Danny Lee. He's gone into no man's land. And can he make a resurgence? He had a few problems off-field, but David Light, that for me, the go-to. Um, yeah, so, so good. Coming up, uh, we're going to have our Friday tipple because it is Friday and we want to have a bit of fun. Can't be all down and a little down and mull, so we're going to celebrate the week that was and it's been a great week back on the airways absolutely love being back and quick bit of love for you louis from kevin and titarangi louis thank you for neighborhood just put 25 on your mazzalino six dollar fifty i backed it last time as well i'll be looking for zeds tomorrow there's from kevin and titarangi so he's getting on mazzalino and bestseller two good horses going at it today and another one here from Mark, just having a little stare. Daggy, imagine if you stayed with the Landers. Wouldn't have played so much postseason <laughs> finals. Body might have lasted. Oh, Marky, Mark, you didn't. Brad and Luke from Dunedin might have something to say about that, brother. But no, I don't think anything, any decisions, money, it's just bad luck. Bad luck and bad genetics and knock knee, so... Got an x-ray yesterday, it looked horrible, and the lady was like, oh, okay, that's a bit yuck. And I said, well, what do you reckon? She goes, oh, no, the, the professional will tell you what to do. <laughs> so go see the professional next week on Monday morning, catching up with the surgeon and then straight into an operation on Tuesday. So a big uh, week next week, getting the body sorted. Love it, love it. Coming up, Friday tipple. Yep, it's that time of the week, the Friday tipple. We wanted to start the year off with a bit of pep and nobody is better at bringing energy to the show than the Philly captain. We last caught up with him when the Phillies were in the World Series and they went on to lose against the Houston Astros and the captain thinks we had something to do with it. This is what happened. You guys were supposed to have me on after they won. <laughs> Guess, oh, you guys don't work on weekends. I don't know, what, what do you New Zealand's work? <laughs> you guys took off. You didn't have me back on the air. Uh, the, the, the Houston Astros, they leaned into pitches. All of those things, not the fact that the Phillies really played horrible in the field. Those other things played into the reason why the Phillies lost the World Series. <laughs> oh, what about oh. that? He's crazy. The Philly captain. Yeah. One and I've followed him on Twitter too, and he's an interesting character, I must say. <laughs> he's champ. Off the back of the Philly captain, we caught up with Stacey Flula to talk about the Black Ferns' dominant performance at the Hamilton Sevens. The women's game is flying high following the 15s World Cup here in NZ, and Stacey has noticed that the competition for spots on the women's team has become a lot stiffer. I feel like the main difference is the younger girls are really stepping up and the competition of the team is real. It's real tough. You never know who's going to be starting. Mm. You've got the likes of Niall, Sarah, Portia, Theresa, 
all on the bench who are all capable starters. Um, but what better team than to have people like that come on and, and make a big impact when, when we need it. Yeah, the competition is flowing in the Black Ferns. And, well, can two teams coincide? Time will tell, Kempi. Dropping bombs, is he? Dropping bombs. It's always a tough task starting a new team. And the Wellington Phoenix women have certainly been through their share of growing pains over the past year and a half. That's why it was so great to see them get their first win in Wellington on a day the GM, David Dome, will remember for a long, long time. Oh, look, it was certainly one of the top five days for the club ever in terms of, of match day. You know, for, for the women to come out and smash Canberra 5-0 and then the boys to come yeah. along and, and do a job on Central Coast, you know, when, when Central Coast are flying at the moment. And a beautiful day and then the fans came on the field. It was just really everything we could have asked for. You know, really, really pleased. Yeah, topped off in Wellington for that one. They got them both done, the men and the women. And I watched those five goals as they were good. Mm, very, very good. They've got a really world-class high-performance centre now there in Upper Hutt alongside the Hurricanes. So great to chat to David. One question that very few of us have to answer in life is whether there is such a thing as winning too much. That's something the 21-year-old Zoe sadowski Senate has to face after winning the final event of her on her bucket list. The LAAX, the Lax Open Slope Style World Cup. So where to from here? At the moment, I've kind of won every event that I've wanted to win in slope style and big air. And now it's looking at like trying to like repeat those wins and also looking at performance and trying to put down those tricks that no one's ever done. Oh, so good. Zoe sadowski Senate, one of our golden girls. We've got plenty in this country and it's so good to see women's sport flourishing at the moment. She's a champion. Taking it in her stride and talking about taking it in her stride. Getting fit for a new season of Super Rugby is pretty hard, even for a veteran of the game like Richie Moonga. <laughs> he described what it feels like when you wake up in the morning and know that it's Bronco Day. Come the morning of a Bronco, there's butterflies in your stomach, thoughts racing through your head, your heart's racing, uh, and it's just something you, you just don't like, but you got to get through it. Mm. And maybe maybe you you probably did one or two maybe throughout your whole career. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, Richie, here's a tip. Got a flat tire that morning. <laughs> <laughs> gotta be smart, Kimpy. You gotta be smart with your training and uh, I was a little bit too smart for those trainers. But that's maybe why I didn't have longevity in the game. Good he was a champion. Love Richie in his honesty and what he does for Child Cancer Foundation. 280000 he raised uh, with his horse Moonga, the naming rights, 10% going back to the charity. So good. Alrighty, for the toast of the week, we want to pay tribute to Aaron Webb and the whole Crusaders organisation for putting on the long run this morning and once again giving back to Christchurch and Canterbury community. It's a region that's been through a lot and the work they are doing for Child Cancer Foundation is special. That is why Aaron Webb does it. Oh, I think just about community. The, I know you know that as well. You know, the Crusaders are such an institution in our region and, you know, we want to be here to do good in the community and Child Cancer Foundation is such an amazing sponsor to be able to help on a day like today. Yes, bang on the money. I'm going to head down straight after the show and uh, show my support. And just lastly, Text Crusaders to 3547 if you're able 
to make a small donation. Any donation goes a long way. Six million they try and raise every single year. 153 kids diagnosed with cancer. And uh, that, that small donation will go a long way to support these uh, tough times for these families and kids. So uh, awesome. Great week, lads. Really, really enjoyed it. And just a couple of messages coming through on the Temper Bedpost text machine regarding health is from Trev. Izzy, not a shrill word said about your health. People just don't appreciate your health till you lose it. Trev, you're dead right. We've got to get rid of that stubborn nature that we approach. And if something's not right, just go seek some uh, professional advice and hopefully you can get it sorted. And another one here from Jeff the Ref. Morning, Izzy and Kempe. Good luck with the knee, buddy. May my advice, use it or lose it, even if you have to take up outdoor bowls to keep moving. <laughs> Jeff the Ref, yeah, you did right. Take up some bowls. I love bowls. Kempe, you'd be a bit of a bowls person, no, wouldn't you? I, I'm, ter- you ever- I'm terrible. A- <laughs> no. I can't get, I can't get the, the weight of the bowl right, mate. I've been here. The, I'll tell you what I do like about bowling is, uh, is the aftermatch. <laughs> <laughs> the aftermatch. Go for a roll up. Go for a roll up down at the local green and uh, and have a Take go. It's easy, a wonderful mate. sport. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! The champagne will be flowing for the lads this weekend. What do we got going on this weekend, boys? Good weekend. I'm actually uh, I'm catching up with a mate now that I went to Kura with last year. Uh, he's coming in. He's got a good job. He just picked up a job at Active Auckland um, in the sport field. So we're going to just chew the fat after this. And then, mate, I'm going out to Murawai with a rubbish bin. And I'm going to get rid of some stuff out of the uh, out of the house out there. And just, I like to, I also like to mix it a little bit um, and keep moving. Have you sold so, it? No, I haven't. But it just, uh, there's a bit of stuff around the house that just needs to go uh, and find somewhere else to live. Okay. Louis, what are you up to? Uh, on the tools, mate. So the mate, good oil. Yeah, yeah, mail run tomorrow morning, eight till ten with Mick, and then straight in the car out to Karaka from one till six with Clayton and Sticko at the New Zealand Bloodstock Sales. So we're doing the show out there, Wellington Cup Day. Try to find some winners. Need to do some form this afternoon. Then have a sleep all day Sunday. No, I'll have to get back out to the sales Sunday. Then back to the sales Monday. So busy, busy, busy. But that's good. And then I got my wisdom teeth out week. next week. Lads. Yeah, mate. You Wednesday know, onwards, we're, we're losing you. Yeah, have you had your wisdom teeth out? Yeah. You look like Yogi Bear, mate. Nah. <laughs> big, big puffy cheeks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, they've been battling me. I'm, how, this is how cheap I am. You guys will laugh because you guys are, you own horses and are wealthy people. I uh, <laughs> I, I had, I've had wis- my wisdom teeth swelling like something chronic for about 18 months now, but I refused to pay to get them taken out. I've put myself on a um, health insurance policy that you had to, wait, had to a, wait a year. <laughs> <laughs> had to wait a year to, before you could, you were eligible for the surgeries. So I'm just, just Pain. I've just suffered that through. Painful, I've mate. suffered through these infected wisdom teeth going up and down oh, for a year, mate. and I'm just a soldier. Yeah. Are you going under? <laughs> nah, not quite. Like half, you know. Like a oh, mostly. Man, you're a soldier. I'm sure. <laughs> In our first year on air, you had some wisdom too, bro. That was it, and that was when <laughs> that was when they gave me antibiotics, and they were like, "You need to get these out." That was eight. That was 19 months ago. <laughs> <laughs> you crank me up But hey, that's why you sign up, mate They take plenty from you And when you go make a claim They try and fight it And that's oh. punting money I would have lost If I paid out, put that up to, <laughs> to, there's, that's, Mate, I'm about to have a mortgage There's better things to do than pay to get your teeth taken out There's ways around it <laughs> 
Hey, there's some They're surgery. Smart. Hey, is there some surgery going on here? You've got Louis and his wisdom. <laughs> you've got Neeps in his shoulder. You've got you and your knee. Joe, <laughs> you're the only one, mate. What's going on, Joe? He's about to have heart surgery when his girlfriend breaks his heart again. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Don't, mate. He's got his guns out. He's got a tat on his arm. Didn't even know he had his tat. But, mate. mate no, no surgery for Joe, eh? There's, keep doing the push-ups, Joe. I'm going to tell my girlfriend that I love her this week. Uh, it's it's this weekend. It's about time. Like, I don't know. I've, I'm just so close to blurting out anyways. Like, I don't want to do it by accident. I think I'm just going to tell her. <laughs> wow. Well, you can ask One her. week and you, I love you. Holy hicker. Heart surgery is coming for the young Joe Bell. Love it, mate. Love it. Can't wipe the smile off your dial. Well, someone that's up and about and smiling is Smithy. He's coming up.